Hey, welcome back to the Seed Curve Podcast. For this week's episode, we are giving you a taste of our Patreon. Every other week, our patrons receive episodes on the business side of nails, as well as being part of a growing community with other passionate nail artists. To receive more exclusive content like this, you too can become a patron at patreon.com slash curve. So excited to finally get to start this. So, first of all, welcome to our Patreon and our Patreon podcast. This is so exciting. Um, as you guys know, if you're here, you probably have already listened to our podcast. This is still the Secret Podcast, but this is all business. I'm so excited to kind of get to talk about this. We're going to talk about business when it comes to nails. We'll talk about some really important topics. I'm also going to do a lot of like Q&As, things that people really want to hear. This podcast is about you all of you and the things that you want to know and the things that you are interested in when it comes to the nail industry. And I'm so excited to get to do all of this with you. First of all, I wanted to start and just thank you to everyone who has subscribed to our Patreon. None of this would be even be possible without you guys. So first of all, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, this is our first one. And so I was trying to think a lot about a topic that is something that people ask all the time and i have been getting a lot of people asking for different topics and so this is why we decided to start the patreon so that we could get to the topics that people are asking for and really leave our secret podcast to being able to be about your stories um and so i'm really excited to start to do this so why don't we just like jump into it i'm so excited today we are going to be talking about the five things that I have learned becoming an independent nail artist. And it's not just these five things. I will say, I feel like this is going to be a topic that we are going to come back to over and over again. Being a independent nail artist is probably the majority of what everybody's going to choose when becoming a nail artist. It gives you a lot of options, a lot of opportunity to kind of be yourself. And so there are some things that you just, you don't know what you don't know. When you're going into business, you've never experienced this before. There's just stuff you don't think about. And so I really want to talk and dive into some of these things that I learned going in that I kind of wish that I had a little bit more knowledge and experience in before really kind of diving into working solely for myself. So let's start. First of all, um, we are all nail artists. When it comes to being an independent nail artist, you are more than just a nail artist. You are playing so many different roles. You have so many different hats. You are a nail artist. You are the front desk girl. <laughs> You're also going to be the boss. And so know that there is a lot to learn. One of the things that I always tell people is if you're deciding that you want to work for yourself, start learning about business. Listen to business podcasts, entrepreneur podcasts, read business books, talk to people who own business. And it doesn't just have to be about nails, but really understand what it means to own a business. And this can apply to if you're just renting a table 
or if you have your own studio or maybe you're opening your salon and you're going to have other workers that are going to be renting or working for you. No business. This is so important because this is going to be all on you, not to freak you out, but we need to take this seriously. I think a lot of times people jump in because they're so excited. They're able to make their own hours and be able to have control of their pricing and where they get to work and who's their clientele and what products you use. And all of that is super, super exciting, but there's so much about business to know, right? You need to know about insurance. What does that look like? What are the rules and regulations of the state or the city that you're working in? What do you do if somebody gets hurt? How do you go through that process? You don't have anybody to kind of just hand that over to, right? Like we said before, you are playing many different hats. So this is all up to you. And as exciting as that can be, we also know that it is a huge responsibility and we need to take that seriously. A lot of that too, having all of those things put together really creates a trust with your clients. They see that you are on it. You have these policies in place. You are able to get back to them in a timely manner. That, that, that creates a relationship. That's a trust that you are building with your clientele and that's going to make them want to come back. Your goal is to create a full clientele, have a hundred percent return rate, you know, as much as I don't like turning people down, there's something about being able to say, sorry, my books are full. You have to create a wait list. Like that's exciting, right? People want to come and get your artwork on their nails. But to do that, we need to make sure that our business is structured and that everything's running smoothly and that we have all of our ducks in a row. And so I always tell people study, learn. Just as like when it comes to nail artistry, when it comes to learning new products, even after school, you're constantly taking advanced courses when it comes to learning your skill, as you should. That is important. But we shouldn't shy away from also taking courses and learning about the business. Young Nails, the company, if you haven't heard of them, I urge you to really get to know them. Their products are great, but they also do a lot of education. They have a podcast. They have a YouTube. They do classes that you can take in person online. And one of the things that I've really appreciated with them is that they don't shy away from the business. They talk a lot about different business topics. They also offer classes on how to do social media and being able to get clients that way, how to kind of run that side business. Habib really talks a lot about that. That's a big part of what he does for the company. And so really take in even other nail companies that are offering these business advice. Talk to other people, other nail techs, just ask them questions, see how they're doing it. Somebody who's been in the industry for a while probably has a lot of information to give. Just make sure to take the business side super seriously. The business is your responsibility. It's not just about the cute nails. Although the cute nails is a passion, we do have to take responsibility for the other things that come along with it. Another really big thing that I learned is when it comes to your business, because we talked about before, this is your business, is treating your business the same whether you have one person working for yourself, which would be you, or if you had 10 people working, you're going to treat it the exact same way. Why is this important? Because the last thing you want is for certain things to slip through the cracks. And yes, maybe working with yourself when you make those mistakes is not as impactful. Sometimes it is. 
But if you ever decide that you want to, let's say like you have a studio, you have a few days that you're not working, bringing in extra revenue, you could rent out your space to somebody else. Or maybe you decide that you are going to open a salon and you're going to have multiple workers. You want to make sure that you have these things in place that are going to keep things running smoothly, are going to be organized. And so it's important that you start to learn how to keep everything in order. What does that look like? One of the things that I really recommend is writing down the products that you use, having a list for that so that when you're reordering, you're able to just pull that sheet up and look at what you need and create an order list. What does that mean? That means doing a inventory check on a regular basis. I highly recommend at least once a month going back, seeing what you have on stock and seeing what needs to be reordered, what's going low. That's important too, because the last thing you want is to do a service and then you don't have the products that you need. You run out and now you have a full day of doing hard gel and you have no hard gel left. That panic didn't have to happen if you had already had this business plan set in place that you're going to do inventory every month, you would have seen this coming. It just creates things to run smoothly and less stress. And let's be real. Our business can have a natural stress to it already, now that we don't already love it. But the last thing you need is to create more stress on something that you could have planned ahead of time for. Another big one is creating a cleaning list. Have your AM and your PM shift. If any of you have ever worked in a salon as a worker, I'm sure this is probably a very common thing that you see. You have your morning cleaning or you're prepping for the day, and then you have your evening cleaning, your AM and PM shifts work. Do the same thing for your business. Your business, whether it's just you or you have multiple people working for you, deserves the same respect as the businesses you've ever worked in before. You deserve that. Your business deserves that. Create a cleaning list. Create a time that you need to be there. If your first client is at 10 in the morning, you should be getting there at 9.30, 9.45, the absolute latest. You don't want to be coming in having your client wait at the door for you to unlock it. You're not prepped. You don't have all of your stuff put together. It just doesn't look good for your business. So have the same rules set in place as you would have seen in any other business. Your business is still a business, whether it is just you or there's other people working for you. One of the other things about treating your business the same is that This is a lot of responsibility. There is nobody to keep you accountable. Keep yourself accountable. I'm telling you, these small things are the difference between a good tech and a great tech. They see that you take your job seriously, that you are professional and creative and fun to be around and just all around the type of person that they are gonna wanna be around long-term. Another thing to think about is in this business, It's not just your paycheck. Now, this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a drastic change from what anybody's used to if they've worked for another salon before. Before you get your paycheck, there you go, right? That's that's your money. That's the money that you would budget for yourself in your bills and things like that. When it comes to working for your own business, the money that comes in now has to be budgeted into other things. This isn't just your paycheck that you get to take home and spend on things that to your personal use. This money is also going to pay for your rent, pay for insurance. It is going to be part of your paycheck. You don't want to forget that. 
but you have to order products. You have to replace your tools. Things will break. You want to make sure that you have money set aside for when that happens decorating your place, things that maybe you don't think about. The environment that your clients are coming into is going to set the mood, set the tone for the service for the day. And so you do want to make sure that your place is nice. I'm not saying that you have to go all out and buy expensive things. Ikea is like my best friend when it comes to that kind of thing. But you still want to make sure that you're doing that. And where's that money going to come from? It's going to come from your business, your services. And so remember when that money's coming in, that you need to have a budget. You need to have a set plan for your money, knowing how much you're gonna be keeping to yourself and how much is going to go back into the business. You have no business if you're not paying your rent and have a place to work, right? That is probably one of the hardest parts for people to really get comfortable with when they start working for themselves is realizing how to budget that money appropriately. I promise you we're gonna go more into that in the future, but just something to think about, you know, renting or owning your own salon. Is this the right road for you to go down? I would say for most people, yes, but realizing at this time in your life, is this something that is best for you? And so with all of these things, I want you to start thinking about, are you ready to take on that responsibility? Because these things are responsibilities. As great as it is, they're responsibilities. And so I want to make sure that you have a realistic approach when you're going into it. There's nothing worse than going into something and being like, wow, I was so not prepared. That is a very anxious feeling. And so within this podcast, I want to make sure that we are going over these topics and we are preparing ourselves for maybe things that we just didn't think were going to come up. One Another one that's a really big is you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And what does that mean? Well, when I used to work as a manager for nail salons, one of the things that I would always tell my workers was... If something happens with a client, if things get uncomfortable, if there's a conversation you need to have with them that you're not ready to have yourself, come get me. I will do the conversation for you. I will have that talk with the client. Because a lot of times when people come into the salon settings, they're new. They're not used to this. That can be really debilitating. I totally understand. Social anxiety is a real thing. And when you're still trying to learn the skills and you're focusing on your artwork, it's hard to have to try to juggle everything at once. And so when I used to manage people, I would kind of take the brunt of having to be uncomfortable for them, doing those conversations for them. When you work for yourself, you don't have anybody to do that for you. These are going to be the things that you have to do yourself. So without having a manager to hand it over, you're going to have to have that conversation and making sure that you're doing that appropriately. Also, mistakes are going to happen. Nobody's perfect. I still make mistakes. And so when you are working for your business, it's going to be up to you on how you're going to handle those mistakes, right? Whether that's running over time and late into the next appointment or um, messing up on a, let's say the product just doesn't work out and the nails aren't coming out like you were hoping. Let's say you are sick, you have to call out. How are you going to handle those conversations with your clients? How are you going to fix that in that moment, the issue that you're having? All of those things, you're going to want to kind of have a set plan ahead of time so that you know what you're doing. A really great example is I don't usually run late 
I'm pretty on myself about time and making sure that I am booking time appropriately, but things happen. And there have been times where I run into my next appointment. Now, I have really strict policies for my clients. And so if they're about 15 minutes late, they're going to have to rebook because I really budget my timing so that I can get as many clients in as possible. So I don't have a whole lot of time for leeway. That being said, I also want to make sure that people aren't taking advantage of my time. And so I do have a very strict time policy. If I'm going to be strict with my time policy with my clients, I have to be strict with myself as well. So one of the things is if I do end up running over time, I usually give my next client a discount on the service. Why? Because I was running late. If I'm asking a lot of my client, I need to expect a lot from myself as well as the worker. Mistakes happen. That's life. That's just how it's going to be. And so making sure that you have set plans on how you're going to deal with when those issues come up will help a lot when it happens. A lot of times your emotions are kind of running wild and it's really hard to think of what your next action plan to be. So if you have a written down action plan or if you have it set, it makes it easier to go through the next steps. Now, with being uncomfortable, this next and last one is so incredibly important. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. I will talk about this all day long boundaries, please. What do boundaries look like in your business? One, clear policies. Have clear policies set. What is your late policy? What is your cancellation policy? Are you putting a credit card down for them to book appointments? Are they paying $20 down payment to hold their booking? What is your set policy? And making it clear, not just for yourself, but for your clients. Make sure you have it in your salon. Make sure that you have it posted on your Instagram account. Make sure you have them when people are booking online. Some booking sites allow you to almost have a contract, right? At the end, it says, when you're booking this appointment, you agree to these policies. Make sure your policies are clear and not only making sure your policies are clear, but if you have these policies and this is a boundary, even with yourself, that you're holding to those policies, there's no point in having them if you don't enforce them and enforcing them is important. Why? Because people will walk all over you if you let them. That's just the reality of life. And if you will start to allow that to happen with your clients, you will start to lose control of your business. And that is a quick way to go downhill, not only with how your business runs, but losing respect. Boundaries are so important. Another thing that comes to boundaries is your office hours. A lot of times when people are working for themselves, they're going to give their phone number. And so your clients can call you if they're running late, if they have to cancel, if they need to book, right? Nowadays, it is even more common for people to text and that's fine. Even with texting, it is important that you create office hours. Don't respond to people at 11 o'clock at night, at midnight, at one in the morning. This boundary is important because people get used to you texting at 11 o'clock at midnight at one in the morning. And let's say your new year resolution is that you want to get better sleep. So you're going to start going to bed at 10 and you don't wake up until let's say seven, eight o'clock 
and you don't see those messages, if that client's used to hearing you from 11 o'clock, they're going to be like, I don't understand. There's going to be this like weird tension sometimes where they're like, um, you didn't get back to me. I was waiting all of these things. Why? Because you set the tone that you were available at 11 o'clock at night to be for them to reach out to you. So office hours are important. I will not respond to clients after 10 p.m. A lot of that was because I was actually working. I would take clients till about nine. So it's about an hour after I would close. But if that's still too late for you, eight o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever it is. And then I didn't respond to clients till about 9 a.m. And that was pretty common. And so my clients got used to knowing that that was going to be the hours that they would hear from me. That being said, when it comes to boundaries and me setting clear boundaries, I also realize I have to hold myself accountable for other things. So if I'm not going to respond during these certain office hours, I need to make sure that I am responding during the hours that they're used to. Your office hours could also be your salon hours. That's a great boundary as well. So if you're open from nine let's say you open from 9 a.m to 5 p.m let's say your office hours that people can reach out to you is 8 30 a.m to 5 30 p.m or it can still be eight to five but a lot of times for us while we're working especially if you're fully booked you don't really have the ability to kind of reach out via text if people need you so at least give yourself 30 minutes before and after you open and close your salon to at least kind of catch up on those messages, but boundaries are super important. All right, you guys, we have gotten through five things that I have learned when I started becoming an independent artist. Now, there's so many other things that we can unpack. There's some of these topics that we can absolutely dive even deeper, and I totally plan on doing that. I'm so excited to start this Patreon with you guys. A lot of these things were kind of heavy topics. I do want to say one of the best things about being an independent artist is that it gives you the ability to be you get to be you as a nail tech as an artist you get to create your own style you get to run things the way that you think is best and that is so exciting so while you go through this journey and you start to learn about all of these business style things that we have to kind of get down and organize and it may not always be fun but remember the main goal is that you get to be you and you get to be you as an artist and that is the most exciting part of it all anyways Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to kind of get into more topics. If you guys have any topics, please reach out to me. Tell me the things that you want to hear. I'm so excited to kind of get to have these conversations and get to talk with you guys and do these questions and answers. As always, you can hear more from us at our C-Curve podcast, which is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for joining our Patreon. And please find us on Instagram at at Love Lacquer Bar or my own personal Instagram, which is Black Dahlia Nails, spelt black underscore Dahlia underscore nails. All right, you guys, until next time. Bye. Hey, it's Kristen from the Seeker Podcast. And we are so excited to announce our Patreon. We have been so happy about everyone's support and have had so many people ask us to cover more topics on the business side of nails. Our Patreon will have topics like finding the right products for your business, 
policies, and everything, I do mean everything, about clients. I'll even be answering your questions that you sent us. There are two tiers, one for support and one to access the exclusive content. We'll be sharing a new episode every other week. You can find us on Patreon. Just type in the C-Curve podcast, or you can find the link in the bio. I can't wait to share this with all of you and create a community with other passionate nail artists like yourself.